0: Gathered Catholic Podcast with Father Rob Kroll and me, Jim Fellows. Good morning, Father. How are you today? Hey, hello Jim. I'm doing quite well. How about yourself? Uh I'm okay. Yeah. Um, you excited about uh your Packers? I am. I am, yep. And uh it's always nice to be able
1: to watch with a group of people. Uh, so I'll be doing that at the seminary today.
0: Or tomorrow. Uh, Are they they all Packers fans? Do they have to be Packers fans? Is that a requirement? Most
1: of them would be because they're pretty much all from Wisconsin. Although there's one guy who um, is originally from Illinois, and he's a Bears fan. So we give him a hard time. (laughs) He still joins us. (laughs) I know.
0: He is about 20 years too late on that one.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) But, you know, we're kind of mourning (laughs) here in Wisconsin because we heard yesterday about the death of... Hank Aaron at age 86. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, he began and ended his career here in Bruce City, and uh, yeah, he was very beloved. So. We can and did he? Did <laughs>
0: he? Uh, when the Braves were in Milwaukee. They were before they went to Atlanta. We had the Milwaukee Braves, and then right. eventually the Milwaukee Brewers. Right. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, going to uh, the new stadium on like the opening weekend. Oh really? Oh, wow. Like okay. Yeah, County Stadium. Yeah, and they had, is it County Stadium? I thought that was the old one. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I thought that's the one you met. No, 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 the new one. <laughs> okay, Miller Park. Miller that's right, park. County Stadium.
1: You would have, you wouldn't county have been born. Stadium. <laughs> that's no, funny. I
0: actually spent some time in County Stadium because I'm, you know we're both really old, but I'm just I remember going to the going to the park and there was a big uh, Hank Aaron uh, mm-hmm. dedication thing yep. at the. Um, on the opening weekend, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. So, uh, well, let's get down to it. All right, let's do it. It's like uh, I don't, uh, I don't think we have any. Uh, oh, we've got people commenting oh. on Facebook. Wow, which is uh, kind of cool. All right. Um, so, if you're listening and you're commenting, thank you. And um, if you're listening and you're not commenting, what's stopping you? <laughs> What's holding you back? Maybe they're driving. Don't Maybe.
1: comment while you're driving.
0: Why would they be on Facebook while they're driving? I don't know. That's where they that should be. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: well.
0: <laughs> I think you're off on that one. <laughs> uh, All right. So today's highly debatable topic oh, that uh, very controversial. comment on. Very controversial. <laughs> Well, we are going to talk about your uh, your career, your profession, and not you know being a priest. No, but being a, a spiritual director. That's right. Spiritual direction. Right.
1: Yeah, we thought it might be helpful to uh, talk a little bit today about the nature of spiritual direction, since it's something that is, um, I think, gaining popularity uh, among lay Catholics. And is it really? I think so. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Got a little cold here that I'm dealing with. Yeah, you got a microphone over on too. I know, I know. Whatever. I got to turn away. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do a lot of spiritual direction. I mean, that's pretty much my full-time responsibility right now in the seminary. But over the course of my life as a Jesuit, I've usually had a number of uh, people that I would serve as spiritual director. And in fact, in my theology days before I was ordained, I did... Some training to become a spiritual director, and uh, so I could hang out my shingle, and um, yeah. So I think it's a, it's something that we wanted to address, uh, just in case people who are listening might consider even uh, themselves going to um, uh, gain gain some spiritual direction for their spiritual lives. So
0: there's um, and I, you think it's gaining popularity. That's interesting because I. Um, I I rarely talk to anybody who has a spiritual director. Oh yeah, well maybe uh, it's because I know is, so much of, or I have so many. Well, late, yeah, yeah, hang out. That's, that's most kind of the my People that you hang out with is you know spiritual directees. So well, and when I say yeah.
1: gaining, I I guess I should say too. Maybe it's been <laughs> you're more core. popular, I'm, right? I,
0: I'm hugely in demand, but um, <laughs> I, it's not that spiritual direction overall is well. Is, but I think, uh, becoming I, a trend. I think I think in the last, uh, it's uh, like you know, Father Rob's decades. spiritual direction. That's. So, Father, what, uh, what is spiritual direction? Why would somebody uh, be looking for spiritual direction? What do you do? Yeah, what do I do? How
1: do I fill up a day? Um, so I think, you know, the words spiritual and direction might give us a little bit of a clue. Uh, so we talk about spiritual direction. So, so the purpose of that conversation or that relationship is to help a person to focus on their spiritual lives, so on their relationship with God, on their um, prayer life, how they're praying, where they're finding God in their daily life, and things like that. And we talk about direction. Um, you know, I know that sometimes the word accompaniment is used or guidance. The idea being not that the spiritual director is going to dictate to the spiritual directee, you know exactly what he or she should be doing in their spiritual life, but rather um, kind of serving as a sounding board in, in a lot of ways, and you know asking uh, good questions to kind of explore a person's prayer life, um, to explore their relationship with God, maybe help them open their eyes to the presence and activity of God in their daily life more deeply. So um, there is a certain way in which a person directs, you know, like when I meet with my seminarians, I I may be trying to, you know, steer them or direct them in a certain way, but a lot of what I do is just trying to help them probe their own experience of God in their life. Um, so, you know, it kind of pre- it presumes that a person is a man or a woman of prayer, uh, spiritual direction doesn't really work, or it doesn't really make sense, if a person is not praying. But it's not uh, restricted to one's prayer life. Um, it really is meant to, you know, help a person understand well where is God in, in all that I'm about in my life, in my, you know, in my family life, in my professional life. Um, so anyway, that's kind of what i throw out as an initial...
0: So if, if somebody comes in and they, they don't really have a prayer life, then you, you give them the boot? And say I'm <laughs> Well, I'm not sure somebody
1: who's not praying would even care about spiritual direction, to be honest. But no, it can happen that um, I've, I've had situations where you know, somebody was coming to me for spiritual direction, but they weren't really praying on a daily basis or even a regular basis. And so I had to kind of challenge them and say, look... You know this relationship can really only bear fruit if you're willing to invest in in regular, ongoing prayer because that's that's one of the main ways that a person hears the voice of God and um, and and nourishes their spiritual life. So, so yeah, if they're let's say just going to mass uh, once a week on Sunday and you know maybe saying a meal prayer and that's about it, um, I gotta I gotta help them to to develop uh, a more consistent prayer life so that uh, they're able to discern the voice of God uh, in their life. And that word discernment is actually another, I should focus on that too for a second, that part of what a good spiritual director does is to help a person discern, you know, where are they hearing God's voice and cooperating with, with the Holy Spirit, but also where are they discerning perhaps the voice of our spiritual enemy, you know, where are they being tempted, um, and and I'm there to kind of be a a voice of encouragement uh, to keep them hopeful, keep them
0: going. You know, well, that's especially. interesting. So yeah, I didn't consider that part. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm you'd be hearing from the other side. <laughs> so um, so this just infers that uh, you are. So you're talking about a relationship with God. You're talking about, um, you know, you're talking about deeping deepening your. Faith in your prayer life mm-hmm. and 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 discerning what God wants from you, but 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 it kind of boils down to um, deepening the, the your relationship, your your friendship, your uh, relationship with God. Relationship was right. the right word the first time. Right, right. No, that, Correct? that I
1: absolutely agree with that. You know, spiritual direction is not primarily about just coming together in a time of crisis. Uh, that may be what starts the ball rolling. Maybe a person is having a faith crisis um, or has hit kind of a dry, difficult time in their spiritual life, and so they're seeking out a spiritual director who can give them some good advice or counsel. But spiritual direction is meant to be more of an ongoing, and by that I mean like typically I would say once a month, you know, would be a good rhythm for spiritual direction. And sure, the spiritual director may offer some advice and counsel about prayer, about various spiritual practices, but it's not primarily advice giving. It's more, you know, two people coming together and trying to understand better, um, the role of God in, you know, the directee's life. And, and so there's an, yeah, it's not, it's not really about psychological counseling. Although again, um, you know, I, I did a couple years of, uh, I did a master's in clinical psychology, a couple of years of studies that certainly can help me as I do my spiritual direction role, but it's not focused primarily on uh, you know the, the psyche. It's uh, focused on, on one's spiritual life. Now, having said the, that too... That, yeah, go ahead, please.
0: Well, no, but that gives you the opportunity in your spiritual direction if you hear something that's a red flag for... Uh, right. actual, you know, there's there's some dysfunction going on and they need actual counseling, uh, that that's not going to be cured by spiritual direction, then you can pick up on those flags.
1: Correct. No, that's, that's one of the reasons why I even asked uh, my Jesuit superiors is if, I, if I could do this degree is because I felt it would, you know, allow me not only to help people within the spiritual direction, but also to know when it's important to refer and to say, you know, this is an issue that really needs some uh, psychological counseling or some therapy as well. Um, one of the things, too, I think that I want to mention about spiritual direction is it's not, you know, sometimes when we think about the spiritual life or prayer or God, we tend to compartmentalize. And and it's really important to, to understand that spiritual direction can be about anything and everything going on in a person's life, but it's looked at through the lens of, you know, where is God in this? Or um, how is this... Imp- impacting on my on my spiritual life so you know we can talk in spiritual direction about everything from you know work and family to uh, exercise and health uh, leisure you know how am I spending my leisure time Uh, what kinds of things am I reading or doing Um, you know a lot of the the seminarians that I deal with struggle because they're of that generation where you know video games are very common social media so, so to what extent is that becoming like an obstacle or a distraction from prayer and from relationship with God? Um, so really anything going on in our lives can, is fair game for spiritual direction, but it's, but it's just looked at through that perspective of how does this influence my life, my relationship with God, my friendship with God?
0: So what uh, what drew you to spiritual direction? Like, what, there's a lot of things that the Jesuits could have had you doing, and yeah, you chose this. Is it did, was it because you you sensed that you were a lot more holy than the average Joe, and you could you could you know this was a good direction for you? No,
1: no, it's more that I'm full of a lot of holes. You see, so <laughs> that's that's more the situation. Um, well. You know, I think that a lot of priests, and maybe especially religious priests, do spiritual direction, even if it's not their full-time ministry like it is for me right now. I, um, I actually didn't really choose this. I mean, my my provincial um, uh, got a call, or a request anyway, from the archbishop here in Milwaukee uh, to see if I might be made available for this assignment. And so I was asked to do it, and I'm very happy to do it. I'm, you know I think it fits my own... Uh, kind of my own interests and, and, and temperament very well. But I, I had been assigned to a uh, retreat house uh, de Montreville, the one that you and I uh, met at. And uh, so a lot of my work there in, this, in the retreat house was also spiritual direction. And um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's something that I find very fulfilling. I mean, I get to see very tangibly in many people's lives, you know, how God works and speaks. And I feel... It's very consoling for me to know that maybe my own experience my own the wisdom that i can draw from my own life that, that that can be of help to another pilgrim you know and so i don't look at it like i've got all the answers and this direct e is you know my my kind of my students sitting at my feet it's more that you know together we're trying to uh, help help this person to to grow in their in their spiritual life
0: well, let's uh, let's let's talk about our history with that because yeah. that's that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at De which is a Jesuit retreat house. Mm-hmm. Um, that and uh, in, in, it's just in, it's in Lake Elmo, which is not too far from me, and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful area. It is. Um, and for years, people have been like, "You got to go to De Montreville. You got to go on a silent retreat." And it was just it was a weekend silent retreat. Um, Men only, um, and you know the the retreat wasn't. People love the retreat Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, this this was not really uh, my cup of tea, (laughs) but uh, and and it's uh, maybe I just caught a bad weekend or something. Mm -hmm. It it just wasn't the right place. But I think that um, that uh, there was certainly. Um, involvement of the Holy Spirit for me to be there on that weekend where you were assigned for confession and Mm -hmm. and spiritual direction yep and um, I came in and and, and had confession with you and then we started talking about uh, and then you were like oh boy you could use some spiritual direction
1: Oh, come on. I if can't ever, ever there was a man in need of <laughs>
0: spiritual direction, it, it is you. Jim Fellows. Yes,
1: that's how I am. So blunt and uh, <laughs> offensive. That's, that's my personality. Well, I probably realized your soul was in mortal danger, and I needed to be very aggressive or something.
0: I don't know. But. You might have. That might have been, there might be some truth to that. Things are, things are certainly much better now. And, and a lot of that goes to a really good spiritual direction. Oh. But I'm yeah um, i I want to hear
1: more because I uh, you know I I'm just curious to hear more about how you experienced the spiritual direction and what what that was like for you. Well,
0: it was what was nice about it is is that you were um, completely open to going through the journey with me. Mm-hmm. Like I would come in and I'd share like some of the struggles and, some, and 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 it wasn't like you were saying okay you need to go do this and you I mean you'd offer suggestions mm-hmm. for things but there were things that we would go through together yeah like um, we um, uh, we went through uh, Mother Teresa's book Come Be My Light uh-huh. together yeah and we we both we both uh, and then we we talk about that and how that was applicable to. Um, spiritual life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so that was great it was like every month um, go out to the retreat house uh, go out to DeMontreville um, meet with Father Rob uh, hear confession sometimes he'd let me bring my dog that was fun oh yeah that's Um, right and he'd just sit uh, you know at my feet while we were you know doing we do confession and then we do not the uh, dog though no just you you just me, yeah. Um, and and then uh, we would do an hour of, of talking about spiritual direction, and then and then we'd meet again the next month. And it was a nice, uh, it was a nice foundation uh-huh. to something to be able to rely on every month. Yeah. And I would imagine you tell
1: me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine just knowing that you were going to be coming back to see me again in a month, like it. In some ways, it probably provided some accountability, too. I think that's another benefit of spiritual direction. Oh,
0: that's absolutely true. You
1: know, like today, we talk a lot about, like, life coaches or various kinds of coaches and things. And I think there is something where, yeah, if you know you have to talk to somebody else about some aspect of your life, you know, you're going to be kind of um, on the lookout for things that are happening, and then you have to kind of spend a little time maybe reviewing and preparing. So, yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but there... I know for me, too, when I see my spiritual director about every month, um, I have to kind of look over my journal and say, okay, what 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 was going on in my prayer this last month? And where did I find God? So there is that element, too, of accountability.
0: Well, and the, the other part about that, as far as accountability goes, is... Um uh, having the same confessor every time, uh-huh. yes, like you know, it's that's that can be a little. Daunting. I mean, I know t- we talked about this when we were talking about confession and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. That some people like to bounce around and keep the anonymity and and not uh, you know not go to the same guy every time. So it's like, oh my gosh, it's this guy again. <laughs> um, but so that was uh, you know that that was a that as far as accountability goes, mm-hmm. that really. But the um, uh, the the bigger benefit—I mean, that was a huge benefit because it's a sacrament. But the um, the other uh, benefit that was uh, really helpful was that was a really spiritually dark time or dry time for me. Uh-huh. And it what was nice was. To have somebody there wasn't a lot of people in my life at that time that I could go and talk about uh faith mm-hmm. or 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 have a faith support system mm-hmm. and and so spiritual direction that was that was uh that was when you moved and i'm fairly certain it was because of me um <laughs> you know we did this for a couple of years and then you know you took off i don't remember where you moved to first. Um, um but that was that was hard. Yeah. That was a hard thing to uh that that was not something easily replaced. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well I appreciate that. And you know, I think um <clears throat> it's true that probably a lot of people who are even listening to the podcast don't necessarily have, you know, peers or other people that they feel comfortable kind of talking about their faith life with, um, at least not on a very deep and vulnerable level. So I think that's one of the things that makes spiritual direction work is that um there is a consistency, and over time, the spiritual director really gets to know the directee very well—gifts, uh, strengths, but also some weaknesses. You know, struggle with very sinful patterns, and and so I think there's there's a level of trust that that is built up over time, and that's really huge because then the directee hopefully feels that, you know, he or she can kind of you know bear his soul or her soul to the director, and and that's so freeing, and then it, it really allows the Holy Spirit to uh, guide the person well. Before I lose this thought, too, you know, you mentioned that you came to me for confession, too, and I thought I might just clarify that while confession and spiritual direction kind of overlap, they are different things, you know, that um, like traditionally, like in the medieval times and stuff, I think people would talk about having a confessor, you know, like kings and queens had a confessor, and I think that person... In addition to hearing their confession and absolving them of their sins, they kind of served as at least a quasi-spiritual director. And when people come to me, uh, for you know, this afternoon actually, this is we're, we're recording this on a Saturday, and I'll be hearing confessions at a parish this afternoon. You know, when a par- when a person comes to confession, the priest is there to offer some spiritual guidance and wisdom, and so it has a little bit of a spiritual direction element to it. But, but it's not the same as having, you know, a longer, let's say, hour conversation every month where you're exploring lots of different things, not just sin, but lots of different things in a person's life. So, yeah, so spiritual direction is a little more g- general or broad than confession. And and, and it, it, it takes, it's just like you said, an ongoing uh, thing, not a, not a period, not just like you you hop around, but you're staying with one director over, like you, like you and I did over... Kind of the long haul.
0: Yep. <laughs> there's <laughs> okay. t- there's our first awkward moment that <laughs> I couldn't figure out a way to fill that really quick. <laughs> okay. Is there more that we got to talk about with that, with uh, ours? Because I, I I don't know if I really? I never feel like I'd give it justice, and and I give you a lot of crap but that uh, was that was that was a, that was a key portion uh, to my life and that was that was a, a good mm-hmm. that was a, a, a nice balm uh, for mm-hmm. those two years that we were we were doing spiritual direction yeah. and you were into Manreville well I, I
1: appreciate knowing that and no I think it's just good for our for our listeners to hear from your perspective you know as a layman who uh, you know they may think that spiritual direction is something that just sort of priests and nuns do or something but I think it's it's a value for any Disciple of Jesus, you know, any Christian who's trying to take take his or her spiritual life seriously, I think that spiritual direction uh, is for anybody. Uh, the challenge, of course, is finding a good director. And, you know, depending on where you live, I mean, you may have access to a bunch of spiritual directors. If it's a large city or a city with a bunch like, you know, like in Milwaukee where I am, you know, we have a lot of Jesuits here and other religious who are kind of trained. Uh, to do this thing so um that makes it maybe easier for a person you know living in a more isolated area uh it just it may be hard to find a guide and and they may have to do something virtually which you know fortunately we do have that option uh you know which we didn't have in the
0: past but um it's hard it's this that's a it's hard to find somebody that's you're compatible with Right, because after you took off and abandoned me, and it just <laughs> then you had all those abandonment issues that spiritual you dryness. Right, um, so I went and uh, tried to find uh, a new spiritual director, and it was um, very. Un- you set a high bar. Oh my, wow! <laughs> <And> it's <laughs> it was. I went to I went to one person who was well. And the interesting thing is, is like when if you go to a priest. Um, I don't know if this is true for all priests, but um, you never charged me. I mean, I'd buy you dinner once in a while or take you to a ball game, but you never charged me for spiritual direction. Right, so that was, no, that's true. You know, really cool. But there are people out there that will charge you for spiritual direction, and, and, and this is what they do as mm-hmm, a living, and, and mm-hmm. they may be lay people. Or, right. But I remember going to, to one spiritual director and and trying, try, I think it was a... a I'm not going to say the gender. Um, but now I just told, said the gender because I wasn't going to say the gender. <laughs> anyway, so I went to her and um, came forth and talked about my struggles and talked about my spiritual dryness and talked about uh, various uh, stories of my life. And after 50 minutes, um, she said, Well, let's just pray in silence. That's okay. And then. Uh, <laughs> After that was done, she looked at me and she goes, uh, well, I trust that this has been helpful. <laughs> and I'm like, but you didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, and you are highlighting um, an interesting
1: thing, which is that there are many different styles of spiritual right? You know, some people are more, yeah, more quiet and don't say, in fact, to be honest, like my own spiritual director who's a Jesuit. I mean, I will literally talk for 60 minutes or more and he will really say nothing. But then at the end, I mean, he's been listening very attentively, and then he will take some time to kind of, you know, point some things out. So that didn't happen with this person that you're talking about. But oh no, but there's different ways. Some people are more, you know, they'll talk throughout and you know, and are more talkative, and other people are more silent. So you you know, you highlight something really important is which is like with any. I suppose it's true with a medical doctor or a
0: counselor or anybody else, a therapist. Yeah, there's, right. There's, there's, there's different be a, schools um, uh, of thought. There you go. Exactly. This this woman uh, took the approach of spiritual direction, like Freud and psychotherapy, right. where, you know, you just if you, if you see a true Freudian psychotherapist, yeah. they're not going to say much no. during your session, no. except thanks for coming. Right. Um, right. And it might be years before they offer any anything. Exactly. That's and this is the I think this was. The case with her as well. You don't think she was
1: just so like overawed by the depth of your spiritual experience that she couldn't? She was left speechless. You don't think that? No,
0: I think she probably thought I was crazy. That was probably what (laughs) was going on. She sized you up very accurately then. (laughs) She did. (laughs) This wasn't gonna work. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went to an I went to another uh, a priest for spiritual direction, but this guy was, and this is a problem that happens uh, for me. On a, uh, a more regular basis now because you know we're getting old, but uh, <laughs> this was a young guy, and uh, so that wasn't really clicking for me mm. because it's like you know, not you enough experience or something, no, yeah. It's like it's, I'm not sure how you can relate because yeah. you're 12, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. that's that, and that's a struggle for me i'm going to take total ownership of that <laughs> yeah. i'm sure that he gives wonderful <laughs> spiritual direction to lots of people but this wasn't right. um this wasn't a a, a love connection right, it is right. a, a reference to an 80s show um <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh it's a hard process to go and find one, yeah, yeah. Um, but but man, once you get a good one, it's uh, it's it's yep. it's really, really nice if everything's clicking. so, um that kind of leads me into. Um, why would somebody, you said everybody needs spiritual direction. It's like, all right, well, I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening. It's like, well, I don't think I need spiritual direction. (laughs) And so what's up with him? He's just trying to generate more business, (laughs) um, which he makes zero money at. This is, uh, yeah, mine's more pro bono, I guess, but yeah, well, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're just doing it for me. Am I giving out secrets on that? That would be bad. I'd have to edit this out. (laughs) No, no, it's okay. So you might need, like, borrowing from Jeff Foxworthy, you might need spiritual direction. <laughs> if...
1: if, well, I mean, I would, I really do believe that any Christian, any serious Christian, can benefit from this uh, experience of spiritual direction. I would say, you know, especially if a person is uh, perhaps uh, either new to the spiritual life and, and is looking for. You know, some way to deepen their life of prayer and understand the workings of God in their life more, but, but also somebody who maybe has uh, experienced some real difficulties in their spiritual life. Um, so that might be the impetus to, to find a director, but, but I just think, you know, there, I don't know, it just seems to me that uh, trying to live the spiritual life and be a Christian, especially in today's world, by yourself is is pretty difficult. Now I realize that you know when I say by yourself, that doesn't mean that a person without a spiritual director is living their life in isolation. I mean, you have your your parish community. You might belong to a Bible study group. I mean, there's lots of ways that you can nourish your spiritual life with others. But I just I don't know. I just think that um, having the opportunity to uh, you know to meet with a, a spiritual companion on a regular basis is it can only help um, for some of the reasons that we've already, you know, described in the podcast. So um,
0: I got a few more practical yeah, points please. for people to consider that okay. would be red flags. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be helpful to figure out it's like, oh this is a red flag. Like when I came to you for and you were like, Well, we could do spiritual direction on a regular basis. I'm like, really? Like what? <laughs> what? That's a thing? <laughs> and, Right. You're like, yeah, that's that's all I do all day. I do that and I play tennis and that's 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 my life. Yeah, and that's I was pretty like, much all it. right, let's uh, let's give this a shot. So um and you totally blew my Jeff Fox really bit, by the way. It's yeah, I just know. I know. Sorry. But um, If you go to confession, and there's a lot of people that do this, and bring up things that are difficult in your life but mm-hmm. aren't necessarily a sin, and I am always in line behind that guy. Oof. <laughs> it's uh, and it just drives, and that's wrong. And I have to confess it when I want to go in there. And it's like that, that last guy just drove me
1: nuts.
0: <laughs> um, but if they come in and you, you know, you're not going to talk about this in any specific form, but I'm sure this happens to you all the time where somebody comes into confession and they're just, uh, oh, I'm really, I'm just uh, struggling to connect with God. And this is, uh, which are all good things to talk about. <laughs> But there, if you look at your, what you're bringing to confession, if it's not an actual sin, and you're spending more time talking about struggles uh, spiritually or with your family or with the world, then you may need some spiritual direction.
1: Agreed, yes. I would say that, uh, that that's very true. You don't want to take up too much time in the confessional when other people are waiting to uh, go to confession. So that would be a good example of where you know, just, just, and it may be, you know, it might be that a person needs just a, you know, a couple of meetings with, with their pastor or sure. something to explore something. But I, I do think that, again, spiritual direction is more than just about kind of crisis situation. It's about just this, this more, um, day to day, you know, month to month, year to year experience of God. And how, how is that growing? How is that developing and evolving? So, right. um, Yeah, no, but I I think you're you're onto something there. That you know, there's um, we don't want to use the confessional as as a time for spiritual direction. Um, Right.
0: That's that's a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, If if uh, I think that you uh, might need spiritual direction, if you don't have a faith community or you don't have people that you can talk about your faith with. Yeah. Right. Right. And that could be again somebody who maybe
1: uh, lives in a more rural, or you know, situation, or somewhere where there just isn't. It doesn't have to be
0: that. No, it doesn't have <laughs> you can to be. live that. in the city. Well, that's I, true. I wasn't a member of a parish when I went and saw you. Oh, you were? Okay, I didn't realize that. So. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, you. I right. didn't have a lot of people in my life that I was talking about my yeah. faith with, and I lived in St. Paul. Paul, which is
1: which is definitely an it's urban area.
0: Only rural people need spiritual direction. No, I didn't direction. say
1: that. I didn't say that. I was just <laughs> offering that as one content.
0: If you're on a farm, if you're <laughs> on, on, on an island, island.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, trying to trying to find one on an island might be difficult too. So
0: this is very ca- comparable to. Um, you know, having a personal trainer and, and, uh, mm-hmm. if, if you are off on working out and I always use this as an example and I'm completely out of shape. So that just, <laughs> what's that tell you? Um, but if you are, uh, having struggles trying to get healthy, um, you go and you hire a trainer mm-hmm. and, and I know a few good ones if you need a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, th- but, but, you know, it's the same, it's parallel in the fact that if only the only thing that you do is see that personal trainer or see that spiritual director and that's it, that's never going to be enough. Yep. You know, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's not gonna, you're not going to see the benefits of the trainer or the spiritual direction unless you put it into practice on a daily
1: basis. No, that's very true. That's very true. So the, you know, that's a, that is, a, I think, a really good analogy because um, you don't go to a personal trainer just when you've got some physical problem. You go because you want to grow your, your muscles and you want to become stronger and you want to become healthier, and I think that's what spiritual direction is meant to be, not just um, when there's a problem in your spiritual life, but when you're, um, yeah, you just want to have somebody who's kind of by your side who can encourage you and give you advice as to what, to do and then and then like you said you have to go from that spiritual direction meeting you have to go back into your life and then put into practice things that that you, you know together you're discerning are important so it doesn't make any sense to uh, go to a physical trainer and then do nothing for the next month and come back you have to be lifting and doing all of the exercises that that the two of you think are know, what's important the point?
0: but and and the thing that always that, that always bugged me about people who were like seeking therapy or counseling they the people will spend more time um investigating and researching their next tv that they're going to purchase mm-hmm. than they are uh into their therapist and I'll just be like oh I'll just go to this guy or you know mm. woman or whatever yeah. and and there's so many different when we talked about this earlier there's so many different schools of thought and approaches not all of them are going to match up with you. And again, it's the same thing with spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. And asking a few questions before you start yeah. is not a terrible thing to do. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, like you said, there's... How do you approach this, Father? Ooh. What's your thoughts on this whole thing? Are you going to sit there silently and not say right. a, a thing to me until right. the end and send me on my way? Exactly. Exactly. No, I... <sighs> And and that's where maybe word of mouth
1: is important too. You know, talking with people that you might know who are in spiritual direction and kind of getting a sense from them too of what their experience is like, what their director is like. And it doesn't have to be a priest. I mean, I think uh, you know seminarians generally are expected to have a a priest as a spiritual director, but um, a lay Catholic can be directed by a religious sister, religious brother, sure. by a layperson, as you said, because there's a lot of training programs out there and people. Uh, generally don't just start serving as a spiritual director. They have to get some, you know, training uh, in that art. And um, so there are some very good lay directors out there as well. And um, there are actually organizations that you can consult too, that the kind of umbrella organizations that it's kind of almost like a guild, you know. So that might be right. a place to start if people are looking for the spiritual director as well.
0: Well, and I think that... Uh I mean, you can find a spiritual director who isn't Catholic um, and might just be Christian or right. just spiritual. But, um, you know, I I prefer having a Catholic one.
1: Yeah. And I think I think that's probably wise because there are enough differences between Catholics and other Christians. And there may be things specific to your Catholic faith that, you know, you'd want to have somebody who is who shares that perspective and can speak from within that. So, yeah, nothing against, you know, other Christians, but I do think it probably is best to have one uh, who's of who shares the same faith perspective.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's hard to talk about, um, it's hard to go to, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's hard to go to a Christian spiritual director and talk about struggles with confession or, Correct. you know... Th- Things like that, or talk about, uh, you know, yeah. just I'm, I'm not sure if I totally buy into uh, the, the transubstantiation in the Eucharist. I'm struggling with that. Right. That's, you know, that's something you should probably, you know, consult with a Catholic. Yeah, no, that's true. And plus,
1: you know, a Catholic person can, if they're steeped in the Catholic tradition, can talk about like the lives of certain saints, for example, that might be helpful. Um, whereas, you know, maybe a, a Protestant. Uh, A director might not know much about those Catholic saints, so yeah, there's there's a variety of reasons why I think having somebody of the same um, same faith is important.
0: Okay, so we've uh, you need spiritual direction if you're in a farm community um, (laughs) that you probably want to avoid the press, (laughs) 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 and if you can do it without paying for it, that would be great. (laughs) Although. Of course, gift cards are always welcome at Christmas. Are they or really? Oh, man, I screwed up on that one. Well, why, why do you think I, dropped, I dumped you after two years? No, only kidding. Only kidding. We got a couple ball
1: games. I did. There. You were very generous, you, and you still are. Whenever I come to town, you're very generous.
0: Well... It's, uh, it's always good to see you.
1: you know, <laughs> of course, you're coming to Milwaukee soon, and I'm bailing on you, right? So. Right,
0: yeah. I was in Milwaukee, you know, two weeks ago. And, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm out of town. I'm out of
1: town.
0: <laughs> uh, I wasn't avoiding you, really.
1: <clears throat> All right. Do you think we got this covered? I think we've done a pretty good job of covering the the essentials of spiritual direction. I do. So, yeah, encourage people to... To pray about it, see if that might be a route that they might want to pursue.
0: So I think we've done a good job. So this week on Things That We Like, we're going to talk about cookies. And specifically, we're going to talk about cookies from a nonprofit called The Cookie Cart in Minneapolis. It was started by uh, Sister Jean Theroff. I don't know if I pronounced her name correctly. Uh, she was ministering in uh, North Minneapolis and Uh, wanted to try to find a way to give the children in the neighborhood an option to uh, the drugs and the violence and the crimes that were occurring. So she started out by making cookies, and then she would hire the kids in the neighborhood to help her make the cookies and then help sell the cookies. And um, this thing has grown into uh, something uh, huge. So what started out with just some kids in the neighborhood and a couple of carts um, has turned into, I think, almost 400 children have been employed by a cookie cart and have been able to put that on their resume to go get other jobs. And I think they've made almost a million cookies so far. And the cookies are wonderful. So um, I highly encourage, uh, and you can buy them online now instead of just going out and finding the cart. Um, you can go to cookiecart.com and you can order uh, cookies. I think you can uh, you can get uh, they're, they're, they're all handmade homemade cookies. They're really really good. Cookiecart.com. Wow, that sounds great Jim. Yeah well let's uh, thought we'd share that with our listeners right now. Excellent. So father, you uh, why don't you uh, close us out
1: with prayer and we'll call I would be day. happy to do that in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Heavenly Father, we praise you and bless you for a new day of life, and we're grateful for the ways that you are always caring for us as your children. Uh, Jesus, we ask you to help us with your grace so that we might do the Father's will, and we might uh, deepen our friendship with you, and Holy Spirit, you live in us, with, within us as in a temple, and so we just ask that you will guide us. And inspire us in our words and our actions so that we might be good disciples of Jesus. And we ask all these things in Christ's name.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. Good job, Father. That was uh, well explained. Excellent. uh, Well, I appreciated hearing your experience today, Jim. Nice knowing what you do for a (laughs) living. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, folks, have a good week. We will uh, talk to you next week. And. Hey, amen to that. God bless everybody. Have a have a blessed week
1: and we look forward to the next time.